Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Mike Reynolds, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Click on Dominique Tony's picture that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. Excuse me, 646-716-5485. The daughter of the founding keyboardist, Kevin Tony of the legendary group, The Blackbirds, Singer, songwriter, actress, and dancer, Dominique Tonet is a multifaceted performer. On August 12th, she releases her debut album, A Love Like Ours, with special guest guitarists Ray Parker Jr. and Rob Bacon, LaBrice Black, and her father, Kevin Tony. Dominique, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Thank you so very much. It is our pleasure to have you on. Now, before we came on, uh, we were talking about Dominique being in uh, D.C., and uh, Mike was asking her a question. So you want to ask again, Mike? Oh, yeah. I was asking you, uh, I know you, Tracy, that you were in D.C., and I was wondering if you were in D.C. for a show tonight. Indeed, yeah. My dad and I are actually um, about to do a three-week tour, and tomorrow's we kick it off with a, a show at the Bethesda uh, Jazz and Blues Club. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very nice venue. Love that venue. It'll be my first time, so I'm I'm pretty thrilled. I checked it out online. It looks very swanky. <laughs> really excited. <laughs> you know, we interviewed your father in 2012. Oh, my gosh, you yeah. did? Yeah, we had him on when his uh, new American Sweet CD came out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure did. That's funny. I was doing my research on you, then I realized we interviewed Kevin. So, yeah, it was cool. (laughs) Yay. We're we're having a parallel moment right now. (laughs) Well, definitely happy to have you on the show. Congratulations on this debut project. Thank you so very much. So, Dominique, are you an only child? No, I have an older brother, but he's okay. about 18 years older. So I, in a sense, I, I did grow up as an only child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with your background and how you got started in the business. Okay. Um, well, I, I grew up um, taking dance lessons and piano lessons. Uh, my dad was my first piano teacher. Um, and, and voice lessons just really early on, as as early as, um, I mean, there, there are photos in my parents' house of me, you know, at, at a tap dance recital at the age of five. So it's, it's, I've pretty much been, I feel like I've been um, sort of groomed to, to, to be doing what, exactly what I'm doing right now. And um, I ended up going to New York University to study musical theater and experimental theater and mm-hmm. sort of all of the things that I had trained 
in, uh, you know, growing up and then in college, they all sort of really helped inform and mold me to be able to now, uh, you know, be, be a recording artist and write music and, yeah. So you, your family, as I said, your father is one of the founding members of the Blackbirds, which is like the legendary, a legendary group. I think um, when Mike and I were listening to him, to them back in the 80s and 90s, you probably weren't even born then, um, uh, you know. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably weren't no. even a thought. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't yeah. think I was. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Wow, that, they were the group back in the day. I'm telling you, Donald Byrd and the Blackbirds, yes, we love them. Oh, I love hearing that. It, you know, it's so funny. I'll, I'll be in a store or um, a couple weeks ago um, in L.A. they have outdoor movie nights. And I, you know, showed up to one of these movie nights and they were playing Rock Creek Park. It was just crazy. Mm. It's like, you know, that even today they, they're still playing those songs. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, you said that you were touring with your dad for the next three weeks. Um, I, I read that you were, like, the lead singer um, in the group. Uh, yeah, that? well, so the the show that we are doing, uh, it, it features music from his album, New American Suite, and we're featuring songs from my upcoming album, A Love Like Ours. And then he also, you know, of course, does a few uh, Blackbird songs and, and a, you know, a, a small tribute to Donald Byrd who passed away yeah. last yeah yeah I just wanted to ask you, know, you, you were you, growing up you did so many different things you know uh, acting dancing music but what really drew you towards music the kind of country more in the music versus you know being a you know an actress all the way out there or you know, a dancer like you, I guess, with this new city, it's like you're stepping out on music versus yeah. you're stepping out on on everything else. What drew you to step out with the music first? Um, well, actually, I would I would venture to say that I stepped out into music sort of later. Um, I, I had been studying classical music up until um, I was a senior in high school, and, and I sort of decided, uh, I don't really want to go this route anymore. And when I went to NYU, I was really focused on acting and theater, and I, um, I have a sketch comedy group in New York, so I was really immersed in acting. And always in the back of my mind, though, I knew that I loved, you know, I'd, grow, I'd, I'd grown up playing piano, and I knew I loved singing, and, um, you know, I, hadn't, I had sort of an itch to write music, but it didn't really start flourishing until... Um, uh, I, I would say my last year of, of college, and I um, got into a relationship that um, sort of just helped me o- open up in a in a way that previously I hadn't you know been exposed to. So songwriting really helped. Um, it was a great way to funnel all these you know emotions that I was feeling in this new relationship. Mm. And so that's a great segue into A Love Like Ours because this is a very personal um, CD for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, you know, I, I, I write what you know, they say, you know, and um, I feel mm-hmm. like what all, what I knew 
what I know up until this point is um, about love is sort of written in these twelve songs. Yeah. 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 And that's what I was going to say. That you know, it seems like all of the good songwriting and the good you know lyrics that uh, you know are expired mostly by relationships, whether they're good or bad. So mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, so true. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about A Love Like Ours. Okay. Um, the album uh, is inspired by a relationship that I entered in um, my last year of college. And um, the album really from, you know, the first song to the last is the journey of that three-and-a-half-year relationship. And uh, really it was the first time I I had fallen in love and was really, I, I would say, the one of the most significant relationships I've had, period. And uh, just really left a mark on me. And, and the album is sort of just like lessons I learned in the relationship and, um, and all the emotions you feel when you fall in love and when you fall out of love. And, uh, yeah. Well, how hard or easy was it for you to do this CD? It it was it, it was difficult to be yeah. honest. I there were moments when I like I know that when I am when I feel fear about something or when something when I feel like I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, I procrastinate. And so there were mm-hmm. moments when it was time to record a song. You know, all the all the the music tracks had been laid down and what was next would be for me to sing it. I can remember like coming up with a million excuses as to why I could not record a certain song just because either it was too, um, you know, personal or, you know, there are like one or two songs on the album that I just, I mean, I just, it was very difficult to record. Yeah. But, um, you know, they say, uh, I don't know, you know, Fear is like there is a compass pointing you in the right direction. So I knew that if I felt if I felt nervous about recording a song, that was probably a good sign that like it was probably going to be a very special uh, song. And that I think that ended up being true. Well, I can imagine it was probably also a good way for you to get that emotion out. Um, you know. Yeah, out and into your music yeah. and into your writing and all that. Okay, so now uh, Andre Delano and Johnny Britt are also um, featured on this CD, and we've had both of them on the show. Uh, oh, we missed Yeah, we missed so Johnny cool. Britt and Impromptu. We missed them. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that is so, so well, you know, it's a small world. How? Yeah, I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> they need to get Johnny. back together. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, if you're if you're listening, please do. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, um, yeah. Johnny's yeah. great. He's so great, and so is Andre. Um, in fact, Andre uh, wrote the um, the horn arrangement on the song that he and Johnny are featured on. So, okay. Super talented right, cool. guy. All right, Doc Powell is also on this. He's releasing a new CD as well. Um, Craig yeah. T. Cooper and Rayford Griffin. I'm not um, familiar with them. Yeah, uh, Rayford, uh, Rayford is known for playing drums with uh, Tony Braxton and um, uh, who, who else? Uh, the Isley Brothers he's played with. Uh, uh, 
John Lupani, who's a famous jazz uh, violinist, and Craig Cooper is just one of the funkiest gu- guitarists I think I've ever come into contact with. So he, he a lot of those funky parts he's he's playing. So yeah, mm, okay. And we're a big fan of Rob Bacon. Uh, he used to play with oh, the Boney man. James. So yeah, we're a big fan of his. Oh yeah, yeah. and he's yeah, he plays with Shaka too, and yeah, I mm-hmm. felt really really. I mean, even just hearing you name these people, I'm like, I cannot even believe that all of them are on, you know, my my little old album. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, mean, I was going to ask you a question about that, but I'll, I'll, I'll wait to after we play the first song to ask you the question that I want to ask you. And, okay. And so. All right, so um, Jay sent me four songs, um, Love and Use, So Easy, Vengeance, We, we Are, and, of course, um, the title track. So I'm going to start with A Love Like Ours, the title track, and um, I think you kind of pretty much explained the uh, premise of the CD on this, so I'm just going to go ahead and play it. Again, we're talking to Dominique Tony. Is it Tony or Tone? Uh, you Tony, but you sound so okay. beautiful when you when you say Tony. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right. However you want. <laughs> okay. So um, again, her new CD is called A Love Like Ours. It's scheduled for release on August 12th. And visit her website, DominiqueTony.com, and it's T-O-N-E-Y. This is A Love Like Ours.
title track from Dominique Tone's new CD, A Love Like Ours. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, very, very nice. nice huh? Okay, Mike, you have a question? Mm-hmm. Mike, you have a question? Yeah, can you hear me, sorry? Yes. Yes, I, I can hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to ask you, with, with all of the guest appearances that you have on this CD, um, how did you come up with who you wanted on the CD? I mean, was it just a um, thing where it just kind of came to you, well, let me, you know, get Ray Parker, let me get Robin, let me get, uh, you know, uh, uh, Andre. And, and how, how did you how did you kind of come up with who you wanted on certain tracks? Um, That was a, a decision that um, I think that my dad, who produced the album, that was a decision he kind of came up with and that I entrusted on him as the producer of the album. But most of the musicians um, are kind of like second dads and uncles to me. Um, I've, mm. I've grown up knowing Ray Parker Jr. He's one of my dad's best friends. And, um, my gosh, Craig Teague, who all, I mean, all of these guys have seen grown up. So I think that, um, well, I, I think I know that uh, they're all on the album because they're also like they're also like family to, to you know, me and my family. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then well, the next. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, the really. Next time, <laughs> the next time you see Johnny Britch, you tell him that the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds said we want impromptu to get have a reunion, <laughs> get back together. You, you got it. I I will pass that along. Okay. Now there are some videos um, for this CD. Uh, there's a video for um, "Loving You So Easy" and "We Are." Uh, tell us about those videos and where were they shot? Okay, uh, Loving You So Easy was the first music video that I released. It was shot, uh, both were shot in Los Angeles. Uh, Loving You So Easy was uh, uh, shot in a, a few few places. Um, LACMA, which is the Los Angeles County Museum of Arts. Um, they have this beautiful uh, light fixture structure um, out front that we used and um I love I love nature. I, I like I, I love to hike and I love I've always loved being in parks. So I love including uh, and also Los Angeles is just ripe with uh, you know natural beauty. So I really like using the landscape of Los Angeles in my videos. Um, in my second video, we are uh, we shot uh, most of the video in Malibu on a beach and. Mm-hmm. Um, then I haven't. I actually yesterday just finished shooting my next video, and that was shot uh, mostly in downtown Los Angeles. So I just I'm very inspired by the architecture and the uh, the beauty of Los Angeles, and uh, probably will continue to use the city as like a, a playground for my videos. Yeah, and I have to say you're a very attractive woman, and you have you take beautiful pictures. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, beautiful pictures. Um, I want to kind of touch a little bit on your acting. Um, I was looking at your acting reel on your website, uh-huh. and you have to tell me about that first, um, the first part on the acting reel. I the think one where the video. You... Yeah, tell me, tell me what you, which one you're, which one. 
on your website, there's this, um, yeah. in the theater film section, um, it says uh-huh. acting real. And when you click on that, you're sitting in a chair and uh, you kind of, um, there's this picture that pops up um, to kind of cover up some things. Oh. I don't want to get too graphic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is, yes. Okay. Uh, so I mentioned earlier that I, I'm a part of a sketch comedy group in New York called Political Subversities, and we, uh, there are 10 of us, we're all former NYU uh, uh, Tisch School of the Arts alumni, and we all, um, we, we used to do a weekly show at the People's Improv Theater in New York, and we also used to do videos for some of our sketches, and uh, we, the first video we did was called I Want to Be a Political Life, and um in it, all the girls play women who are aspiring to be wives of politicians, and um, it's sort of a you know a scandalous video. All of us are you know vying for very you know uh, taboo and scandalous um, newspaper headlines. And one of my my bits was, uh, and I want to. Oh, I think the line was, "I want to touch myself inside the <laughs> Oval Office." <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the video ended up being uh, put on Huffington Post, and oh. I, I think the video has over fifty thousand views on it. Wow! Um, so yeah, I had a few people, I think my dad included, who were not too happy with uh, that that scene uh, in the video. <laughs> which, <laughs> but yeah, comedy. That's what comedy is, right? Right, right. And I think I've seen the commercial, the um, dialysis commercial. I think I've seen that oh my gosh, on TV yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I've seen that one. So, yeah, this is a really nice acting reel. It shows, you know, your, the different um, talents that you have for the different needs here. There's a CashNetUSA.com commercial um, that yeah. you do. Really good, really nice. Oh, thank you. Very nice. Now, um, I also read that you are doing an upcoming film called The Identical. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, I'm I'm not in the film. The the film, Mm -hmm. The Identical, which I believe is coming out in a couple of weeks, it stars Ray Liotta and Ashley Judd. And the movie is very loosely based on Elvis Presley, very, very loosely. It Uh is a fictional movie. But I sang uh, background vocals on a few tracks on these uh, albums, and I just finished a tour promoting the songs from the soundtrack. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was cool. on the, the music end of it, not the acting end. But yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. I got to meet Ray Liotta. That was pretty cool. Um, now, wow. was, this a, was this a connection through your father? Yes, actually. Um, mm-hmm. My dad, a couple of years ago, I mean, man, talk about planting seeds and then having them, you know, uh, you know, they, what is the term? You plant the seeds and then they, yeah, grow. They, yeah, so I think four years ago, um, my dad was hired by, uh, uh, my dad was hired to produce some songs for um, uh, these two gentlemen, and uh, I ended up singing background vocals on those songs, and last fall I got a phone call from 
the, the guys and they said, hey, we are, um, you know, part of this movie and we're putting together a tour and would you sing background vocals for us? And the, literally the last time I had heard from them was when I sang background vocals for them four years prior. Um, so that was just crazy. Um, yeah, it happened okay. really fast. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to um, direct everyone to Dominique's website. You've got to look at this acting reel. Um, It's pretty funny. She does a little lemonade stand um, uh, piece, which is uh, funny as well. Um, Really nice acting reel. Her website, again, is DominiqueTony.com. Definitely go there and check that out under theater and film. Now, I'm looking at your... um, I'm not sure what you would call it. I guess your theater sheet and um, uh, resume. Okay, and the, on the under special skills, it says certified in unarmed stage combat. What does that mean? Stage combat is the art of um, uh, basically uh, in in movies and in theater when you see people do uh, when they have a fight or. Um, any sort of physical interaction, stage combat is how to do it safely. Um, and, so so no one gets hurt in real life. And you have to be certified in that? Um, you don't have to be certified in it, but um, in any movie um, or play that has something physical in it, you, will, you would be required to take a stage combat class. I just happen mm-hmm. to be certified in it in... Like, I guess that kind of means that I could, I think it means that I could teach it if if I wanted to or that I just am adept enough to to know how to, uh, you know, uh, stage a fight on screen or uh, live. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. All right. Uh, Mike, do you have another question? Otherwise, I'm going to go to music, another song. No, I'll, I'll wait till the song okay. is over. All right, so I'm going to play Vengeance next. Tell me about this one. Okay. Vengeance is a, a Carly Simon song from the late 70s, and it was, um, it was recommended to me by a family friend uh, named Scott Galloway, who also is a music journalist, and uh, he... Uh, uh, wrote my biography actually and um scott just thought that he thought that the song would serve me well and uh brought it to my attention and said hey i think you doing a cover of this song would be really killer and um i listened to it a couple times and and it grew on me and i i've always loved carly simon so i was Mm -hmm. intrigued by it and then i found out that carly simon and i have the same birthday and that for me was a little that was the 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 thing that was like okay I think I'm definitely I will definitely cover this something about she and I having the same birthday was special to me okay all right this is yeah. vengeance. Oh, this 
That was Vengeance from Dominique Tony's new CD, A Love Like Ours. It's scheduled for release on August 12th. Um, definitely visit her website, DominiqueTony.com, T-O-N-E-Y.com, um, to check her out. Yeah, very <clears> nice track. <throat> very nice. I like that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, Dominique, you had a situation where for a couple of months you couldn't sing or talk. Could you tell the uh, audience about that and how that helped you with your songwriting? Sure. Um, I found out my freshman year of college that I had a vocal nodule, and um, that was the result of improper singing. 
plain mm-hmm. and simple. I just had not been given the technique of how to how to how to belt correctly. So I showed up to you know I showed up to school, and my teachers immediately knew that something was not right, and uh, so I ended up getting surgery to remove the vocal modules, and. Uh, in preparation for the surgery, I was on vocal rest for, I believe, um, I, I think it was something like two or three weeks, and then a week after the surgery, I was restricted with how much I could speak, and um, so I think all in all, I, I did not speak for a good month, and mm. was resorted to writing everything on a, a, a pad of paper, and it was such an interesting time, um, and I, I just—I'm actually really grateful for the experience because um, uh, most, the, from what I've been told, most female singers will have some sort of vocal issue in their lifetime, just based on sort of the, the female vocal anatomy. And mm-hmm. so I'm sort of sort of grateful that mine happened pretty early on. I I was not, I wasn't even. I think I was, I had just turned 19 when I got the surgery. Um, so I, I sort of have put, like, I'm sort of in the clear, like, I, my vocal folds have never been healthier, and um, I just, I haven't had a vocal issue since. Um, but I know that so many artists, I mean, I, I you know, you, you kind of know when a singer has vocal issues. You know, Whitney Houston has, uh, yeah. you know, vocal hoarseness, and, uh, you know, you you can just hear it in a singer's voice, um, and I was just—I mean, it's devastating when it happens, like at the height of a career. You know, you sort of have to put everything on pause. So I'm I'm grateful mine happened really early on. <laughs> yeah. Now, what did you do afterwards to kind of get your voice back to where it was? I had um, I had a vocal, I had a speech therapist and a vocal teacher, and my ear, nose, and doctor who uh, you know between the, the three of them um, I was seeing them I mean I saw the I saw the speech therapist once a week I saw the ENT every six weeks I think and mm. I was monitored for half a year and then was given the okay to to, to go back into my training at NYU and um, yeah but it was you know it was a, a great team of these you know vocal teachers and uh, doctors who, who really helped steer me in the right direction after the surgery. Wow. Yeah. And how, So from the time you were, you got your clean bill of health, um, how long between then and the time you started recording A Love Like Ours? Oh, that was, that was mm, two, two years. A year okay. and a half years. Okay. But what's so interesting about that is that even after I had the surgery and I thought, yay, I'm in the clear, I do no more vocal issues, I actually found out um, around the same time that I started recording the album, I found out that I had um, a thyroid condition. And, uh, you know, the thyroid gland is right next to the vocal folds. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, right in the throat. So mm-hmm. when that happened, I... When that happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, am I, like, not supposed to? I really <laughs> thought it was, like, a sign from the universe that I wasn't supposed to be singing because I just had a, a session of all these 
throat and, you know, vocal issues and the thyroid gland, um, you know, it, it, the thyroid, a thyroid, um, thyroid disease can be, can affect the voice. Thank God it, it, it has not affected mine. But, um, yeah, there, there was a, like, you know, a three-year period where I was having a lot of vocal issues and, and wasn't sure if that meant that, you know, I wasn't supposed to be singing. But I think, in fact, it meant that I, I'm supposed to be singing and, you know, you persevere through through all those things and, and you come out even stronger on the other end. Mm. Well, I'm glad, it, I'm glad that all worked out for you. Yeah. 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 So now this next question is a conversation that Mike and I have um, all the time. Um, and I'm going to read what you said. Uh, it says, the reason I am where I am today is because I always said yes. Um, would you explain that? I mean, I know what you mean by that because, Mike, as I said, Mike and I have this conversation all the time about artists, you know, turning down certain things for whatever reason. Um, but why, why is it that you felt that you always had to say yes to a gig or an opportunity? Sure. Now, just to preface, that's actually a quote from Tina Fey, um, mm-hmm. the, the actress and writer. And yeah. um, I, I, um, I, when I heard her say that, I just like a light bulb went off in my head. And I love that quote just because um, I love it because I have, if I look back in my life at the events and the moments that I've said yes to, um, I can see how I can connect the dots as to why I am where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes even if a, a job doesn't pay or if it's far away, I mean, there's so many reasons to say no. And I've just started to realize over the years that um, saying yes, can open so many doors, um, even down to uh, the, the tour that I was on last year with the movie The Identical, and how that how, how that um, how that transpired because I said yes to you know the the, the singing the background vocals a couple of years prior to that, and um, and just the people that you meet. I just I'm just such a proponent of saying saying yes because you never know what that what that door will open to in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so true. And yeah. And I, I just I mean I also know that saying no can be valuable, but I think more often than not it's it's the yeses. Yeses I I feel like when you say yes it it is a sign to to the universe to invite more yeses into your life. You know, mm-hmm. yeses means lead to more yeses. Yes. Yes. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish more, you know, artists felt that way in terms of um when an opportunity comes their way, you know, even if it's not something that you thought it was or like you said you not you know, it's not a pay a, a well-paying gig or even if it's free. You right. know, just kind of think about the exposure and, you know, what could happen to you at that time. So, yeah. Absolutely. Good to hear you say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so now you're in D.C. Where are you guys headed after this uh, performance? Uh, after this, we're headed to New York, um, and we'll, we're playing a show next Tuesday, the 29th at the Zinc Bar, which is in the West Village. And that show is actually going to be um, a Donald Byrd tribute. 
and I will be singing. Um, I'll be singing, you know, the the female lead and lead parts on all the Blackbird songs. And then the day after that, on Wednesday, July 30th, I'll be doing my album release show at a place called Rockwood Music Hall in New York. And then we go to Detroit, and then Cleveland, and then Palm Springs, and then we're back to L.A. Wow, you got a busy schedule. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me play one more song before we let you go. Um, the next song is We Are. Tell me about this one. Okay. Uh, this song, um, I, I wrote this song when, um, so back to that three-and-a-half-year relationship, the, the whole album is about. I wrote this at the point when I realized that the relationship was starting to kind of crumble, and I was realizing that I was doing most of the compromising in the relationship, and and I was starting to realize that it just it wasn't a balance. It wasn't a balanced relationship, and um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was really the premise for the Okay, song. all right. This is we are.
right, that was We Are from Dominique's new CD, and Love Like Ours. All right, Dominique, thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak with you. Let everyone know where they can find you on the web. Okay. Uh, find me on my website at dominiquetony.com, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at domtony, that's D-O-M-T-O-N-E-Y, and on Facebook at Dominique Tony Music. All right. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. I'm gonna close the show with "Loving You So Easy." Tell me about that one. Uh, "Loving You So Easy" is the first song on the album. It's also the first single. Um, you can find that on iTunes as of last week, and uh, and Amazon and all those other great places. Um, and the song was um, the song was about falling in love. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a song about first love. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah. Say hello to your father for us. I sure will. Definitely. All right. And uh, hopefully I'll see you on the road sometime soon when you come back to the West Coast. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to meeting you. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, ditto. I, I, I would really love because I know tomorrow's a, a weeknight. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to kind of, you know, make those week mic shows and everything, but I would, you know, really love to see you guys at the uh, Bethesda Blues and Jazz, but, you know, like I said, you have a great show. It's a nice venue, and enjoy yourself there. Oh, thank you so very much. Yeah. All right, thank Dominique. That's a nice, nice venue. Great talking thank with you. you both. You too. Thank you again. You have a good evening. Have a good you night. You too. All right. All right, that was Dominique Tony. Her new CD, debut CD, is called A Love Like Ours, and it is scheduled for release on August 12th. Um, you'll find that on her website, dominiquetony.com. And again, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Dom, D as in David, O M as in Mary, Tony, T O N E Y. All right, Mike, anything going on in your area? Um, besides Dominique and her dad being up at Desert Blues and Jazz, <laughs> no, <laughs> so not too much, I guess, but not okay. too much, like I said, but, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm so mad. I got to keep up on the calendar on that to really see when these shows come, because some of these venues are so, uh, you know, they don't promote as much as they should, you know, when mm-hmm. they have these shows, mm-hmm. but especially in this area, yeah. but yeah, I would, nice venue, we'd love to go see them tomorrow, but you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I couldn't do it, but, uh, nothing going on too much. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show. Um, It's been a pleasure having everyone tune in. Uh, You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. This is Loving You So Easy. Thank you again, Dominique. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm not the girl who gets the guy. Never have been and who cares why I've come to terms with how to be A happy single human being But here you are six feet tall Hazel eyes, you have my heart And this is where the story starts The first few weeks I stumbled through
thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.